I'm pretty frustrated by the whole Instagram reels, uh, TikTok kind of world. You go to these conferences and people are always saying like, oh man, this must be great. You guys have, you guys have so much more content than you even think, right? And we're like, well, yeah, we have plenty of content, but is Instagram rewarding this content? I'm hoping that this episode can really be, take some weight off people's shoulders. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I think what's important for filmmakers to know is it actually doesn't matter what anyone who's not your client thinks about you if you can still get the clients you want. Like, social media is dumb. Reels are dumb. Don't do it. Like, we're not saying that. We're not that old yet. Yeah, this isn't the boomer podcast necessarily, but I mean... Oh, on a personal level? Yes. It's stupid. I hate it. This is a safe space for everyone who thinks reels are stupid and vertical video sucks. I'm going to get right in my bag. Why you going to try to get mad? Everybody want to keep up. Don't you know I'm too fast? I'm going to zip, zip right past. Drip, drip all on my swag. Hey guys, welcome to the Wedding Film School Show. My name is Jared Haskell, and again, here with Mr. Jason McCutcheon in the house. Jay, what's up, dude? You know, I am still feeling the effects of that trip we just got back off from Vegas, WPPI. I'm feeling it. Yeah, yeah. I um, I brought my wife and kid to Vegas, which um, just sounds like a terrible idea. It wasn't as bad as it might sound, but... Uh, my t- kid got sick, which means my wife got sick, which means now I'm sick. So oh, if I'm perfect. sniffly and, uh, yeah, a little bit um, muffled, uh, I apologize. You have to listen to me like this today. This is just who I am. This is who I am. You have to accept who yeah. he is. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you don't like it, go back to some of our older yeah. episodes. Where go listen to I'll be a little another bit sharper. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to be talking today about social media and if it still matters, right? Um, if so, how? And and so we were in Las Vegas. We um, did a lot of things when we were out there. Um, Jay, run run people through kind of what we did. It was so WPI was a lot of fun. Yeah, mostly photographers, but they have an increasing filmmaker. <coughs> Excuse me, Jared, you got me sick. Increasing filmmaker presence, and if you you should come and participate if you're listening to this because we had a lot of fun. We, I judged the film competition, one of seven judges. Uh, we had 50 entries. Bottle Brush won, friend of the show. Um, we taught a class called Hand Home Filmmaking Basics, which was a hands-on kind of class, a lot of fun. We taught a class on sustainability and scaling and systems, which was more of a kind of a business type class. We did some promo stuff. And of course we, we hung out with other filmmakers. We had a wedding film speakeasy. Um, which was, I think, the industry's well, a very unique event in the industry for wedding filmmakers. Big party, a lot of fun. Um, but while we were out there, we, like I mentioned, we did some promo stuff. And one of the things we did was promo photos slash um, kind of, I guess, video with Caroline Tran, who's a great photographer out of California, friend of ours. And and she's kind of known for reels, right? Using social media, using reels to create an audience, create connections. And, you know, one of the things she did, she was teaching a class on kind of how to take a reel during like a portrait session and show it off to your audience. Say, oh, look at these cool reels and then here are the photos. And she, she did this kind of fun thing. Well, it's on our, if you, it's on our social media if you want to check out what she made and how she did, how she utilized it. And it just got me thinking, right? This is a photographer, not a videographer. She does some video who's taking social media and video and utilizing it 
better than I think most um, filmmakers are able to do. And, uh, and, I, and this thing has come up a million times for me when it comes to filmmaking, right when someone said like, Instagram, we're gonna be a video first platform. I was like, are you sure? And then we went to engage and all the, all the magazines are there, brides and carrots and cake and all the people. And they're saying, oh, this is great for you filmmakers now that they're really pumping the video thing. And I remember sitting there, Jared, and going, prove it. And going to one of these publishers' social media feeds, actually several of them, and scrolling through. And I remember thinking, and this is kind of the core of what we're talking about in this episode. How does this help my, me as a wedding filmmaker? Yeah, that's great that video is there. And it's great that this is a tool that we can use. And now they're telling us how to use it. But in terms of showing me my work and do working within the, like the inventory I have already as a filmmaker, and I went to one of their feeds and I started scrolling and within like the first 60 posts for a wedding publication, I don't believe there was a single piece of video made by a wedding filmmaker. Right. It was right. all behind the scenes, cell phone reels, um, raw, and people would say authentic, you know, and I'm thinking this is not actually good for us as wedding filmmakers. Like, so, so another opportunity for me to not share my work. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, um, I'm pretty frustrated by the whole Instagram reels, uh, TikTok kind of world, to be honest, to be frank as a filmmaker kind of first as a business owner, um, because you go to these conferences, and people are always saying like, oh man, this must be great. You guys have, you guys have so much more content than you even think, right? And we're like, well, yeah, we have plenty of content, but is Instagram rewarding this content, right? Is Instagram gonna wanna watch a full five minute, six minute long film? Yeah. Do they wanna watch a teaser? And I would say, um, you know, with reels being the the real uh, reward, right? The the because they have virality to them. Yeah, like reels is a thing that they want you to post, um, and reels don't work well when when we've traditionally posted, you know, like our films to a reel. Like it's not the same type of thing. It's a totally different thing. Reels, what are reels? Reels are really going to be meant for entertainment. They're maybe funny. Maybe there are people dancing or yeah. Or just if you're listening, showing and you're off not, a little bit of personality. If you don't know what a reel is at all. I think right. I think the rule is thirty seconds now. Yep, yep, a max of thirty seconds. You but know, it could be sixty. Who knows that? Like they're always adjusting that, changing that. But yep. I think they're on TikTok, short clips. It's a, six, it's a sixty second clip on TikTok, um, but vertical video, right? Yes. Which which you know is as a, a classic filmmaker, um, I think it grinds a lot of our gears, right? Because we love the wider our shots can get the better looking well, you know that's compositionally what you're following certain rules scientific right. rules and the irony is you are still shooting 16 9 but yeah so it's like it's it's all these pixels that are just wasted right right <laughs> so. and you know I, I mean if you start thinking about like the composition it's really you know vertical video is probably a lot like a portrait photograph where it's really meant to focus on a person like a full body person like that's the composition of reels and what they want you to do with a reel is insert yourself right and i think a lot of us as filmmakers the last thing i want to do is think about a way to insert myself into a vertical video and do some shimmy or well, whatever well to try to so get let's views, just right? kind of get into 
what are what works on social and right. then what we actually make and what my core problem with the whole thing is and yep. how do we what's maybe a path forward yep um, and by the way if you're listening to this and you're expecting to get some great insight how to become successful go to listen to how to film weddings um, we have no idea and this is not a thing and we actually might have a slightly different take on this so which is um, a ringing endorsement for, for the wedding film school show. <laughs> I think this show is going to be hopefully uh, a little cathartic. Well, if you're uh, feeling frustrated the way we are and yeah. kind of being honest about it, because I, one of the things I don't like that happens when we deal with a new medium is we all go like this. Here's a new medium. Yeah. Here's how to be successful. Right. You better go do it. Yeah. And it's like, I, I'm hoping that, this episode can really be take some weight off people's shoulders. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, because I want to take a little bit of pressure off because I think everyone is always telling you, you, you like I said, you go to these uh, conferences and events and people are like, this is what you're, what you're doing. And if you don't do these things, you're not going to be successful or even as like a, as a wedding videographer, there's all these opportunities. And if you no. only did this, they would come to you instead yeah. of this person. And I'm, I think that's probably not true. No. Um, and it will dip, it will become less and less true the more market gets saturated. So, right. okay. So here's the deal. Social media favors at this moment authentic content. What does that mean? It means crappy looking videos shot on cell phones. Given there are exceptions, but like you might as well just show a wide shot of a groom crying over a beautiful gimbal move. You know, like it rewards that type of content. And why is that? Because people want, A, their attention span is very short. They, it's all about story, communicating story really quick, interesting stories, so something weird happening, a groom being funny, something like that. The other type of content it rewards is being beautiful. <laughs> so if you're a beautiful person, beautiful woman, beautiful man, and you show your face a lot um, and you're provocative or whatever, of course it's gonna reward that. Um, being funny, of course, your personality, things like that. It's rewarding that type of content. Yep. The type of content we create as wedding filmmakers is like art made for like two people. It, a lot of times weird, like wide shots of their tables, which the planner loves, the couple loves, but a random person on TikTok, unless it's really over the top, like some crazy setup, which it would actually, the video would still do better probably if it was a cell phone, <laughs> but it doesn't do so well. So the challenge many of us are probably facing these days is the need to create content for, you know, to promote ourselves, the content we actually make. So a couple who's looking at you will go like, hey, Jared, you're a filmmaker. Let me see your films. And also now add a new type of content, which is this, which are reels, and of course, even posting photos that are really not what we are specializing in and won't perform well. They won't be viral. It won't do this. And so there are people who do this really, really well. So we can maybe even talk about who are some people that you think um, are filmmakers who are also kind of succeeding in the world of reels and, and kind of putting themselves out there and cre like making this a big part of their brand. Yeah. Um one person that I can think about is Alicia Films. I don't know if you've ever seen her work. Um, she's somebody who's just totally embodied the whole idea of Instagram Reels. Um, I don't even really know what her work look, looks like. And I, I think she's half photographer, half videographer. So she kind of does a little bit of both. 
but she's really put herself at the center of her brand, right? Um, which I think a lot of people can do. It's much oh, harder yeah. for us because we're a full studio, um, you know, so it just kind of has always presented a challenge for us on Instagram. Um, but she's someone who does it really well. She's always staying up on the trends. Um, and that's another part of doing, you know, Instagram reels or TikTok or whatever. It's like, what's trendy right you now? You literally, if you don't pick the right song. Right. Right. And, and incorporating music. Um, and again, that's another thing that's really frustrating about the whole kind of spectrum right now, because we use music in our films, but it's almost like it doesn't even matter. You have to get rid of the song that's in our films and put in. If you don't know this, but uh, you put in a song that's on Instagram. Like if you don't use Instagram. their music. Yep. On Instagram, it will not do as well. Yep. yep. Original. The you ever see the original audio tag? That's yep. if you actually care a lot about doing well, you need to actually. You're better off editing to a popular song, yep. removing the song, and replacing it on the platform. Anyway, I would say if Instagram Reels, if TikTok, is a big part of your marketing strategy, just almost like totally throw away your finished films like that isn't useful at all like in in that case no um in the case of reels maybe like a post maybe like a, a little bit of a well the classic like a lot of people want to know that someone as small as me can make great films well here's my film and then like it shows a little bit of your work but sure. like it's totally unique content specifically designed for reels the, uh, the people i was going to say bottle brush Films, friends of the show, they won the competition in WPPI, so it was really cool. Um, they've always done a great job putting themselves out there, and they get some of their reels on TikTok in the millions of views. Um, I'm, I guess, I can't speak towards any of these people in terms of how the clientele and how it actually works for their business, but I can tell you, like, it's working on the platform. Hmm. You know, so I, and it's a lot of silliness, it's a lot of funny parts, and like dancing and, and things like that. And so I think we're kind of hitting at one of the biggest frustrations people have is like, us wedding filmmakers, we might not be the best at putting our, having these great shining personalities. And that can be really frustrating. Like if you're like, I'm a great filmmaker and I am great with my clients, but I don't love, I don't like doing TikTok dances. Right, right. Yeah, and, and is that okay? Like, I, I guess, like in the case of like Bottle Brush and, um, you know, uh, Alicia Films, like, do you, what's the point for them? Do you think they're getting a lot of work through Instagram like that? So I think thinking about your brand holistically determines how important social media is for your brand. Right. And so if you are a filmmaker who's like, I got to work extra hard to get the clients I want. And these clients are people that appreciate drinking fireball <laughs> and dancing you know like i think for bottle brush it's probably essential like their entire if you look at their website it's not traditional everything about their films is not traditional like what they do is a, it's holistic it's from and she worked in branding by the way so she knows um grace and so i think it depends on your brand really like how important this stuff is. And for them, I think they're probably essential to get the clients that they want because if they worked with people who didn't appreciate their social media, they would probably hate the film. Right. But for them, they're kind of setting that client up for 
this is what to expect from the finished result. And I think what's important for filmmakers to know is it actually doesn't matter what anyone who's not your client thinks about you if you can still get the clients you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like when you're thinking, oh, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, like any advantage on social media could become a disadvantage in three years. So there's really no point. You Sticking to your own guns I think is critical. And for them, you know, every once in a while there's like a right time, right place. And like I feel like they peaked as filmmakers at the right time their personalities hit at the right time it's like they're just they're the filmmakers for this time in this and there are other people like that people who their personalities you know i look at fire and ice their photo and video so they do have that advantage when it comes to and they have a big team their content does pretty well on social they have a lot of followers um i'm not sure they're using it the same as much as bottle brush but i can see they put time into it they put effort into it and they're booking a lot and they're very expensive so it must help because they're not stupid they wouldn't be doing this stuff if it didn't help that being said we're our own business we do um, why don't you explain our approach for social media well i, I was just going to tag on to what you said too um with with bottle brush is like not only does it help them really whittle down their ideal client and try to attract their ideal client but it's also giving people a peek into this is what your overall experience is going to be yeah. When you hire bottle brush, yeah, you don't goofy. like it. Don't you're not going to like, yeah. if you don't like this real, you're not going to like anything about working with us. We're goofy. We're stylish. Like if you want to hang out with us, it's almost like here's a, a draw It's like, you're going to get to hang out with us and get an awesome film. hundred percent. Um, you know, I, I do think that's somewhat limiting, like for us, like I think our main client is somebody who wants us to disappear. That's a much different approach than your classic bottle brush and that's probably go lucky at least in the states party person yeah in the states people who can afford anything over two thousand dollars for a wedding film right the height the more you they spend the less likely they are to want to talk and connect with you right that's our experience and many people in the states right and so i i think there are ways to do it um it's obviously different it's not going to be the dance videos it's not going to be like doing a lot of like really high energy stuff. Maybe it's like you're shooting this great venue and you're just going around with your phone and then you're finding a cool, you know, song from interstellar to (laughs) overlap between, you know, you just going around and looking at all these beautiful decorations at this, you know, uh, awesome venue. Like I think honing in your stories into what your, your ideal client would be interested in, um, can be interesting. I've seen that we obviously, don't do it um, because I don't think we've really found a lot of success um, with anything. But overall, we really don't have an overall approach, I guess I would say. No, we're not experts. But, yeah. you know, I, I try to keep track of what other people are doing. Sure. And oftentimes I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I would tell you, like, if you've watched, if you're doing fine financially, yeah. um, you're happy and you're still getting plenty of leads. Um, I, I do want to tell you, we we use social media much more like a portfolio. And I, so I would say like, maybe we talk about that. What do you think is the bare minimum that someone can do on social media as a wedding filmmaker? <laughs> um, I guess every filmmaker I know actually does have an Instagram. Um, yeah, I would say that's probably the bare minimum, right? You have minimum, to have an Instagram. Posting your work once a month, you know, posting a, a new film that comes out or something. What's I would the say benefit of, of that approach? So I, I think what people want to see, they're going to go to your website maybe, or maybe they're referred to you by a photographer. They're going to look up your Instagram. 
like most most people are eventually going to stumble across your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I think statistically, um, the average person is now finding their wedding vendors largely. A lot of them are almost all of them are going to their Instagram. Yeah. I think I read that report yeah. somewhere. It's. I think Instagram is actually a much easier way to look at people's work than even going to their website, right? Website, if you go to their website- You have no idea like, how old things are. You have to search around for a little bit, and yeah, you have no idea how long these films have been on the website. They could be three, four years old, where you're gonna see the most up-to-date style um, from this wedding filmmaker on their Instagram and what they're currently doing. And you're probably gonna be able to see like, okay, other people like them. Like they have 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 followers. Like that's a little bit of a boost, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and a confidence boost. Um, what are people commenting? Do they like, you know, there's a lot that a person can glean from going to your Instagram or social media that they can't necessarily glean from your website. So, so in general though, what we're really saying is the bare minimum is it's basically an online business card and creating trust because I mean, you, the best of the best, a lot of these people aren't using reels and crazy on social media, right? Right, right. I think some of the best people making the most money, um, yeah, maybe post a, a few times a year. Um, so I, I do think that's kind of your bare minimum. You know, it's going to be posting a couple times a year. Um, and Whatever it takes for your clients to, to trust you and, and, and to see that you're relevant yeah. still. You know, and, and I would say this too, um, is there's a lot of pressure to like have a great social media because I think a lot of people maybe have time and they're like, I should be filling this time with trying to get clients through Instagram. And, and just realizing that like Instagram is really just a free lead generation tool. It's, it's free, meaning you don't have to spend money on it. Um, you can get a lot of free leads through it, um, but you have to spend a lot of time to make it good. Well, and I'm gonna give to everyone- people. Yeah. We, if you don't know, I have done a lot of marketing for companies and ad buys. Um, social media marketing <laughs> irony is we've never really cared about it for ourselves, but we did, you know, six figure budgets of, of, of marketing budgets. And one of the things we would always tell the clients is like, don't build on a rented channel. We say it a lot on the show and I'll keep saying it is like your business. If, if you tell me like, I don't know what I would do if Instagram changed their algorithm, how would I get clients? Mm -hmm. So you need to be careful that your entire strategy of your branding isn't tied to something that if it went away, you would no longer have a strategy of communicating your brand to your potential clients. And I think that's just a little aside. I mean, there's always gonna be something else. And so if you're active enough to be able to pivot to this craziness, you can probably pivot to anything while it becomes yeah. popular. But just knowing if you make a decision as a brand to be like, social media is a big part of us, communicating who we are, like making content regularly, that's a big part of our strategy. That is a commitment for your life mm -hmm. until you make a decision to figure something else out. Yeah, and I would just say the most important thing with all this is um, having some diversity, not putting, like you said, not putting all your eggs in one basket. If you're on Instagram, that you're on TikTok, that you're, you know, getting paid leads potentially, you have good relationships, like it's, it's you know, all of these are different ways to get, you know, leads. Um, what we've kind of focused on is about 50% of our leads are coming from uh, vendor referrals, uh, client referrals, planners, too. client referrals, whatever. And then the other 50% are, are paid leads. No, um, they're not all paid. We, we lump 
just just to be clear, we lump in our paid leads with our social media leads. Sure. So we're probably 10% social media leads. If we get, we probably will get 800 leads this year and about 80 of them will come from Instagram. And we're very happy with that. Yeah. We're yeah. very happy with that. But I hear some people- our approach isn't really bare minimum. Um, we're probably making a post every week, maybe every yeah, other yeah, week. Yeah, every two weeks, yeah. probably on average. Uh, you know, and, and we're just posting our work just to kind of keep it fresh. Um, we also do photography, so we have a little bit more to be able Well, to and I would with. say this too. Don't forget the collaborative element of social media. That's the big thing for us. Yeah. More so than new clients seeing our work is get having those touch points with our frienders. Right. So it's like we post something and we tag the planner. Like we're not so um, we're not so interested in. My wife is calling me. I'm gonna text her and say, okay. "I am podcasting." Um, one of the biggest elements that I was gonna mention too, with with the bare minimums when it, and benefits of social media is the ability to instantly collaborate and to get top of mind with other vendors, like. We don't post, we post our best work, but sometimes we post our work with the best people mm -hmm. just because we want, we like, they have a lot of followers, they're active. If we post for them, we're going to get more mileage on that post for that partner than with someone who maybe they don't have any presence on social media. So you can be very smart with that and collaborative. And so the bare minimum, like you said, nice business card, people can see your work, building trust. They look at your work. And then I think you're collaborating with the other people you're working with in the industry. Um, that takes kind of, that's like what every filmmaker can do with the stuff that they have. They don't need to do a bunch of extra social media stuff. Let's talk a little bit about our experience with Caroline and kind of how she does it. And then maybe how does that parlay into some of the other people we've already mentioned. Caroline does a thing where maybe she'll go like, she knows she's going to get a shot of the couple standing at the altar. So maybe she's like, oh, this is a crazy day. She got a little selfie. And then she flips the camera around and pushes towards the th her final scene and then snaps to the final shot. Mm -hmm. That's a more interesting way. All she's really doing is showing a picture. Mm -hmm. But it's a more interesting way of showing the picture. Yeah, it involves her, which is like she's the star of her show. Like people mm -hmm. hire Caroline because she's Caroline. Like they want to be around her. She's super bubbly positive like people love being around her so if they can if she can interject herself into showing that one photo that's the idea with yeah, that it's so. very smart it's very it's effective it's it's a strategy that does take planning and i think this is kind of where filmmakers get very disillusioned with this whole entire thing because they're like so i have to make a video that's really hard to make and i have to make a video about the video that's in order for people to watch the good video. Right. Right. And for me, like, I, it's just on a wedding day, it's kind of the last thing I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about making sure that I'm doing the job that I'm supposed to do first and foremost. It's so easy though, Jared. You don't even... <laughs> <laughs> and just making sure I'm covering my bases. And then it's always kind of an afterthought. And it's like the people that are doing it re really well, it's never an afterthought for them. And so I don't know, maybe, maybe I just have to become better as a filmmaker to make sure that the shooting the wedding itself is easy enough for me to not think about anything. Um, and so I can focus on social and also there, there's a lot of pressure. I think, um, being in front of the camera, I, I don't undervalue like how hard that is. Like 
being on camera itself. And a lot of people, it's just not going to match with their vibe and who they are. So I think, um, it's, a well, challenge. it's not, it's not no work. That's right. the key thing is like everything you're doing for your business, you got to count the cost. Mm-hmm. And like, when I look at, we keep talking about bottle brush cause I like to be focused, right? When I look at what bottle brush does and what grace does mainly because Andrew, we love you, Andrew, but we know that this social media is, <laughs> it's, it's grace. <laughs> and, um, that is not no work. That is a significant amount of planning and work. And some of it is natural from who they are. And some of it is like, Hey, very, very calculated. I know my feeling on the whole thing. And hopefully this will set someone free is I definitely can make more money doing something else with my time. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I'm getting at is like with social, it's really leaning into your strengths, right? It's easy for Caroline. It's easy for bottle brush. So they just do it. They're like, Hey, this is how I can show myself off. I'm just going to do it because it's so second nature. Well, and also it's not second nature for me. They or view you, it as or, the way, the best use of their talents. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's, it is work for them, but it, it is pretty second nature. Um, for us, like I would have to sit down, think through the schedule, think of all the different things. And then when you start doing it that way, it just loses its magic. Right. Um, it has gonna... to be like, my wife does social media for a living. Yeah. She's very good at it. And, you know, every time I think of a con- piece of content and Jared and I, we're, uh, Jared's much more finicky about how things look than I am, but I still am, a f- I'm still a filmmaker and I like good storytelling. And I'm like, this is dumb. This is dumb. This is d- everything I could ever think of doing. I think is dumb mm-hmm. and I think it looks bad and I don't want to do it. Yeah. And there's a vulnerability to it too, right? It's like, you're putting yourself out there and it's just like, that's difficult. Like it's difficult enough for me to like put out films, never mind like the, the difficulty and vulnerability of like putting out like a TikTok style video. That's, well, that's and then we're like, we're not like me and you aren't like going out drinking with the boys. Yeah, like yeah. that, like that part of our personality is like, not, I'm going home and I'm going to feed my kid pasta. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, or playing some video games tonight. Yeah, like yeah. the parts of like, and, and I will say this, I don't see any negative with putting your personality out there. If your personality is like, here's my family. Here's, I like video games. I like making pasta. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. But if I know as a filmmaker who is like conditioned to be like, don't show any shots of the bride that look bad. Everyone should look their best. Everything should be epic. It is a total remapping of your brain. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be really hard. And the benefit is actually questionable for your business. So I guess we're kind of talking through our frustrations. And one of the frustrations I wanted to bring up with this, because we talk about vertical video and these public publications, and I think I've talked about it, but I don't think I've talked about it in the podcast, is you listening, when I was at Engage and I'm listening to them, and like I had mentioned before, of course these people go, hey, isn't this great for filmmakers that it's now favoring video? And the one thing I wanted to bring up to people is this, because I thought about it. I was like, no, it sucks actually. And everything that we're talking about is true, that it doesn't favor the content we're actually making. And I remember Aaron Tharp saying to me one time, he's like, it's, there's a big difference between content and art. And what we make is art. Right. What social media wants is content and people, So what I would just tell you about is 
do we have to be content creators instead of just artists? Am I being stubborn? Are we all going to eventually have to bow to this and kind of play the game to some extent, even if that just means like creating vertical versions of your films to get them seen? Or is there a path forward where you could just say, screw these people. I'm not going to do anything they want. I'm only going to do what I want. Um, I think it's a, a, you know, choose your own path book, right? It's if you feel like you can lean into the being the content creator, because they are two different things. They're totally different. You're, you're essentially a YouTuber on Instagram, like creating content for yourself. Um, and then it's also having your social media just be a portfolio piece. Like I, I would say, choose your own path. Like you can do either or, which to me, and, and that's why I say like, hopefully this takes a little bit of the pressure off of you sitting at home, feeling like you have to become like, some Instagram, you know, content creator, someone who's always creating something new and fun and, and interesting, um, where, you know, it's not necessarily something everyone has to do. We've seen a lot of success just posting our work. Um, and every once in a while, we feel like posting it, but it's on our terms. It's like, I'm gonna post it because I think it's funny. If something happens funny on a wedding day, I'm gonna shoot it, I'm gonna post it because I think it's hilarious. And that maybe shows a little bit, but it's not something that's scheduled. It's not part of our strategy. And if there was like eight things that we were going to try to succeed at and one thing we were going to let go poorly, we would pick the social media for our brand and for what we do. And so hopefully if you're listening, you don't hear us saying like social media is dumb. Reels are dumb. Don't do it. Like we're not saying that we're not that old yet. Yeah. This isn't the boomer podcast necessarily, but I mean, I do feel that way. Oh, on a personal level? Yes. It's stupid. I hate it. Yeah. It's stupid. If you think it's stupid and you think that you, this is a safe space for everyone <laughs> who thinks reels are stupid and vertical video sucks. <laughs> you know, I, this is the thing. I don't like, watch the content. I don't consume it. Are you on TikTok at all? Only because I have to be. I don't right. consume that crap. I don't like it. Right. Like I'm on Instagram. So this makes me boomerish, I guess. Yeah. I, I'm on Instagram and I'm on TikTok when I have to be and I'm I'm sifting through some things. This is the thing I would say about it is like, and, and to be fair to it, certain things on TikTok I can't stand. I'm like the dancing videos, like the, the, the duets, like I just don't get it. Like, the, the worst are the people so young watching other people's TikToks and then reacting. Reacting. Oh like, my I'm like, gosh. what are you doing? Like, Get this is so life. dumb. Our generation is doomed. And and that's the boomer side. But I would say there are people who embrace TikTok and, and that do it really well. And I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. The user interface, dude. Awful, I, right? I hate it. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> but same. I hated Snapchat too. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I was never, never on Snapchat. I, I, I still love Instagram. I mean, maybe that makes me, you know, old, <laughs> but, uh, at this point, but I think, um, you know, it is just a matter of finding kind of what you like, where you fit. Um, and, and hopefully that takes a little bit of pressure off. I don't think everyone needs even active social media to be a successful videographer. I still think that, like, I think you could do the bare minimum and run a really great business. I would probably say if you're not relatively i think it would be bad for you long term if you'd never posted um probably probably if you never posted yeah but i but don't if you think didn't you need... even have if you never have a tiktok and you don't have an instagram i think you need an instagram i think you probably. need an instagram i don't think you need lots of reels yep 
I don't think you need to show yourself or be a person. I mean, if you want certain type of clientele. Um, so let's talk about the types of things. Say you want to lean into reels. How, like we can get into this a little because we're not experts, but we know enough people who are pretty good at it. And I've seen enough to know. Here's the types of reels that you can do that do well. I think BTS is a good type of content. It will always help you. It will not hurt you, especially if you seem like a nice person or fun or something. And you don't need to be super creative showing that you're working, how you interact with clients, that's good. I think um, creatively showing your work through a reel, whether it be like the stuff that Caroline Tran does where she's like kind of breaking the fourth wall and like, I'm gonna make this thing, the work appears. Like I've seen people who say like, here's our work from 2018. And then they kind of cut through to a bunch of work or, you know, you don't think you could shoot with just one lens, blah, 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 all your mm -hmm. best shots. Kind of being creative with how you show your work and storytelling in that way. I think that works really well on modern reels and social media. And then the other thing that I see that works really well on reels is um, unique tight stories. A groom, you know, who says something about, you know, the army or being a military. So like any kind of unique, quirky story, funny things that happen on a wedding day, simple though, simple, funny, tight. And, and I don't know if this is a rule, but I'm just thinking in my head, I feel like if you put too much motion in the shot, like you're better off with a tripod shot. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. At one, that kind of leads into the, the type of reels that I enjoy, like just on a personal basis, not even wedding related. People shooting are, missiles in the Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, shooting big guns. Yeah. Yes. Uh, is cool. But um, I actually really enjoy like location shooting. Like, um, like there's a lot of people that will just use a really pretty uh, classic classical song and, and they'll put it to like a coffee shop, you know showing a close-up of the coffee shop maybe it's raining outside they're showing the rain hitting the puddles and they just put it to like a cool french song or something um making you feel like you're actually there experiencing something or seeing something you don't see every day um that's where i think if you're in the luxury space you can really have success with well, reels is like showing off this grand space um is something you could do and that's that's actually interesting i will say this too if you're thinking like because i remember somebody telling me they're like I was I said, well, I don't make that video. I don't make vertical videos. I don't make that content. And her response, she was a wedding planner or a publication person. I can't remember. She's like, well, why don't you just make it? <laughs> and I was like, I'm making a lot of stuff these days. <laughs> like, you want me to make another thing? Yeah. But, but afterwards I thought, and I was like, oh, dang, we have to make stuff. So one additional thing that I want to put in your brains this is our social media strategy that's a little different. We are, and we're still working out the kinks, but we are gonna be making vertical content for our partners. So we shoot a wedding with a partner who we really like, a planner or a photographer, and, and like I'm gonna let them do the heavy lifting. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm not even gonna, I'm gonna tell them, hey, I don't even mind if you don't tag me, promote me, so I don't have to worry if like, oh, it, People think I'm a bad filmmaker or anything like that because I'm not even going to be attached to it directly. But what, why do I do that? Why do you think – why do we do that with our partners? 
Um, well, I mean, I think it just wins friends, um, mm -hmm. giving them something really quickly. And this is the other part of, of, you know, kind of what we're talking about is getting away from the reels and Instagram and, and stories that is used to kind of promote yourself. Just and say, just here's like my show, work. Show your personality off. And now we're talking about like creating specific content from our videos, not just posting a video that we've already created and being like, hopefully, you know, this works being like, okay, we're going to go into the edit bay. We're going to create this vertical content for planner. And that's what you mean for the most part when you're talking about our partners. Right. Um, and it could be a designer, it could be a florist, it could be a planner, um, whoever, whoever you're deciding to partner with, but getting them that content quickly, right. Before is, the photographer is our strategy. Right. So, so we want to be the first person who gets them something so that they can show off and we don't even put music on it. Yep. We let them pick the trendy song and they could just post it and go, oh, like, and all we do is pick table shots. Yep. And maybe one shot of the couple, yep. but like the focus is on their work. So we're acting more like an ad agency because mm -hmm. we, that's our world, commercial filmmaking, commercial content for companies. We're acting more like that and saying, hey, wedding planner with 20,000 followers who all want to look at your work, here's some content that will work on your feed as a reel. And I'm kind of like, it takes the pressure off me. I don't care if it's popular or whatever. That planner is going to go like, no one else does that for me. Yeah. Thank you. Here's the truth too. We're talking about this as wedding filmmakers. We're pretty involved. We know what goes into creating this content. Um, and we're feeling that way. How do you think a wedding planner feels? Like they are terrible at creating content. They are always trying to find ways. They're to pretty content. much rely 100% on filmmakers and photographers. And it's a huge pain to go back and to a videographer, or photographer and be like, Hey, do you have content for me? Can I use some photos? Can I, you know, so our idea is just, Hey, let's make it really easy for these people to just have content. Like, because they're always, they're hungry for content, whatever you give them, they're probably going to use. Um, and so even if the video doesn't perform really well, even if it doesn't have, I a got something out of that whatever, action, no matter what happens. Exactly. We're building a relationship regardless. And so this has always been our strategy, by the way, guys, yeah. if you're listening, you're like, we don't care if about being popular, we care about making money. Exactly. And exactly. so I always thinking like the most financially wise thing you can do with your time is build relationship with people who will give you money. And I'm much more interested in building relationships with repeat business than I am having to do these one-off clients over and over and over again. Now, given that's our strategy, we're just trying to give you a couple paths forward. And of course, doing bottle brush is a great path forward if you can do it. If you have the personality, creativity, time, makeup to be posting all this crazy content that people love, or maybe you're just really likable, whatever. You want to do the traditional social media approach. I, ironically, we're talking traditional about a freaking platform that's like three years old. But <laughs> the, the traditional TikTok approach, show your face, be funny, be interesting, tell compelling, short, interesting stories, great. If you're more like us and you're like, that stuff is whack. I don't have time for it. I don't want to do it. We're still participating in reels. Yeah. By serve. Of course we make reels and we're exploring vertical videos as deliverables. Like we're not rejecting the concept, even though we actually hate it. We're not stupid and we're not stubborn and we're going to try to figure out a way to stay relevant. The other thing we're going to do though, is use the fact that our partners, specifically venues and wedding planners, need this content and I can provide it. Yep. 
and at least they're feeling and i would say maybe they need it maybe they don't they, they think least, they need it they at least feel the pressure and so if i can help them relieve that pressure um that's a win for me because that makes them feel like i am interested in their business by the way it takes us an hour to make it and we have one of our like um it's one of the first jobs we create for someone in the studio like oh make this real pick these we give them like seven types of shots to look for get, pick a wide shot of the room table shot there's stuff that planners want yeah and and then put like eight shots together no music yeah and and give it to the planner we mentioned it a little bit before but we're we're giving the people these these vertical you know real like videos that they're probably more like instagram stories um but they're probably not going to perform well because we're not inserting we're inserting the music on our end when we're doing the export um we're not expecting them to put in their own music which is the thing that will actually help no them we perform. are now I'm, I'm sending them something with no music now so that they can put their own i'm really? telling i'm telling them straight up like use whatever music you want like, I would, i'll tell them straight up hey if oh, you want this to do well you should put your own music so we're you're gonna... almost educating them mm -hmm. in addition to yes okay my well, entire strategy is i want them i want to be their advocate right i want them to know that we're for them and we're a resource yeah which is if you if you can take social media and figure out okay maybe i don't want to do x but it is important. Yeah. It matters to the world. And if it doesn't matter to you, it does matter to some people. Yeah. So how do I participate without having to do that whole song and dance dog and pony show? This is our path forward. Yep. Maybe down the line we change. Maybe down the line me and you were like, whoa, all the time doing TikTok dances. Yeah. I reserve the right to change my mind. <laughs> sure. The current strategy is um, what we outlined for you, which is it's basically a business card. We're doing more traditional social media right now for our partners than we are for ourselves. Right, right. Yep, yep. So hopefully, I think in general, the whole idea with this episode is like, throw it out there. If you gravitate towards certain ideas here, pursue it. You know, if you feel like th there's a bunch of different ways, I think, to be successful on social media. Um, but you don't have to feel the pressure of doing it exactly like everyone else is doing it, right? Like, you don't have to invest a ton of time um, if you don't feel like you have to, um, we do fine financially, um, without doing super well. Um, well, you mentioned it. I mean, we're probably going to get 80 leads from Instagram from just posting a video every other week. Yeah. And you should at least, at least be active. Right. But, but you don't have to step outside yourself and outside your business. All of that being said, I reserve the right to change my mind about that too, because I'm watching what's happening and I'm like, can I be stubborn here or am I going to regret it mm -hmm. as a business owner? Like I need to, this is just, you're a mess over there, huh? I'm getting so many messages. Well, we have so someone popular. banging and, and building in yeah. the background and our neighbors next door have a dumb doorbell that keeps going off. We have a dog on the other side. We haven't soundproofed this place. I know everything's a mess. Um, but I was going to say, I reserve the right to change my mind that this becomes essential. And so that's the only thing with social media. And that you I'll don't tell feel you. like it's essential right now. I don't because I figured out some ways I can make myself relevant within the context without sure. doing things where you get diminishing returns for us. But, but I look at it and go like, Hey, I don't like losing. So if I can figure out a way to dominate and within the context of our workflow, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And B, um, it might become, that if you're not doing this, you're going to be absolutely screwed. That sure. I don't think is the case right now. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, you just look at the amount of, especially wedding filmmakers that are really successful doing it. We could mention two or three <laughs> that no. were like, oh, they're crushing it. Well, I, there's, Every, you know, you look at Blake everyone else and... is doing fine. You know, everyone else is posting and has a thing, but I, I don't look at a lot of people and say like, oh, they're really great, like just content creators as wedding filmmakers. There's there's a handful, maybe. I think you um, got to be open, though, to as a filmmaker, you can't be like become like unflexible at your own detriment. Yeah. Be ready for like at least educate yourself right on what it takes to do well. And you can decide, I don't want to do that. And that's great. But I would say like looking at what's possible mm -hmm. and then saying, well, like if you haven't checked out the people we've mentioned, you know, bottle brush, Caroline Tran. And of course there's tons of others who are doing well, but at least looking at those two people and saying like, okay, that's not for me, but I understand it. Mm -hmm. I think that is important to know. Like if that becomes essential, I'm going to have to do it. Mm -hmm. yep. And uh, you know, I don't feel that's the case now, but it could be. Yeah. Cool. Well, good episode. Uh, I feel like I was stretched a little bit uh, trying to, or challenged to maybe put out some uh, content that challenges me personally <laughs> uh, and do more on our end. Um, and I really need to uh, hone in on our TikTok personally. You made me feel guilty about that. Ugh. We do have one, but <laughs> um, but hopefully it was also helpful uh, for you guys. Hopefully at least you feel like, oh, finally, some other people who say what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, this is probably one episode that we have to do every year because it's always changing. But um, that's my stance on it right now is just kind of the, the state of the industry um, with TikTok, Instagram, social in general. Um, Jay, what do we have coming up uh, that people should be paying attention to? Okay, so we got coming up and um, a bunch of cool guests. Now that once we're moving into the studio, things get a lot easier for yeah. us. And um, we got Payne Frank coming up soon. We're going to be having... Um, Aaron Tharp from 31 Films. Uh, we'll have Bottle Brush on again soon. Um, we're going to be having, you know, Eric Floberg on. Yep. Um, just a bunch of other cool people. We're actually, we'll probably have Ryan Coda on to talk about sound design. He's currently working at Skywalker Studios and dialogue mixing, and he's a wedding filmmaker as well. So we got some bunch of guests coming up, which is fun. And then we got the launch of Wedding Film School Live, which I'm really excited about coming up. Um, and then a couple more in-person events this year. So if you're in the New York area, the Nashville area, the Boston area, stay tuned. And then of course, a couple surprises. Yep. Guys, if you are online right now, which you probably are in some way, shape or form, uh, make sure you're checking out the Facebook group, Wedding Film School. Uh, lots of community engagement and discussion there, place where you can ask questions. And then of course, check us out on YouTube. That's where most of our content can be found. Uh, gear reviews, behind the scenes films. We are coming out with a couple behind the scenes films probably in the next few weeks. Uh, we have a couple weddings that are in the works. We also have behind the scenes from Las Vegas. That's probably going to be coming out next week, would you Hope, say? If I approve it. Okay. <laughs> um, so that should be interesting and fun and hopefully inspire you to uh, appear and hang out with us next year. Uh, other than that, guys, thank you for listening to the Wedding Film School show, and we will see you next week.